Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jared G. Martin. The first of the year is getting off to a very fast start. There are all kinds of things going on in our country and in our culture. But I want you to know that God has a place and God has a plan for you. We're going to be bringing you some messages that will encourage you and help you to go down the pathway that God desires for you to have this year. I want you to know God is still in the miracle working business, the healing business, and the blessing business. He has everything you need. Trust Him this year and depend upon Him to meet all of your need. I want you to get your Bibles, call a friend, and join us as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word and encourage God's people to be all they can be. In verse 5, it says, When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion, that's a Roman soldier, came to him asking for help. He says, Lord, my servant lies at home and paralyzed and in, in terrible suffering. And Jesus right away said to him, he is, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go and heal him. That sounds like he's willing again, doesn't he? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself I'm a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go and he goes and that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does it. And in verse 10, and when Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone with Israel in Israel with such great what? Faith. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go. It will be done just as you had believed that it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. There are some things we want to point out about this incident as well. It's very similar to the first one. Number one, the centurion came to him. Just like the leper came to him. Secondly, though he was a Gentile, the centurion... And though he was despised by the Jews, he ignored the protocol and what people might think so that he can reach Jesus. Amen. And sometimes you just got to ignore what everybody else is thinking, what everybody else might have told you, what everybody else have taught you. And you just say, you know what? I believe if I can get to Jesus, he'll deliver. He'll heal me. He'll take care of my need. Just like the woman with the issue of blood that... Uh, came to him and she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. She pressed her way through the crowd, pushed somebody out of the way. Somebody probably thought she was, uh, uh, she was not cordial. Somebody else probably thought that uh, uh, she was not uh, friendly, but she pushed him out of the way. She says, you know what? I got to touch Jesus before he get out of here. She spent all she had, 12 long years, gone to all the doctors, spent all of her money. I got one more chance at this. I'm going to try Jesus. I believe if I can just touch him, I'll be healed. And that's when we stretch our faith. And you know, as I was looking at this, and I, it came to my understanding that some people have not been healed. Some people have not received a miracle from God simply because they have not come to him. We've thought in our mind that I wish he would do something. But we haven't gone to him and said, Lord, would you heal me and make me clean? So this man came to Jesus. That's the second thing. And thirdly, 
He understood the delegation of power and that Jesus had the authority to speak the word. He said, you don't, you don't have to come to my house. You don't have to make that trip. You just speak the word. I'm a man that believes in authority. I understand authority and I understand power. And I say to my subject subordinates, you go and they go. And I say, you come and they come. You just speak the word. I believe. And Jesus said, whoa, I ain't seen this kind of faith even among the, Gent- the Jews. And he said, eh, the church folks that I've been talking to don't have this kind of faith. And Jesus said, you know what? That moved me. That faith moved him, and he said, you know, go, and it will be done just as you believed. And so he exercised, number four, he exercised what Jesus called great faith. Sometimes he said there was little faith, but this time he said there was what? Great faith. And when you, when you turn your faith toward the Lord, the Lord turns his working miracles hand toward you. Faith is nothing. Faith is simply believing that the Lord has the power and has the ability to do it enough just to ask and to exercise it. I'm sure that this centurion didn't have a whole lot of faith teaching. He just said, I've seen him do it and I believe he can do it again. And if you know that he's able to do it once, he's able to do it again. There is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others. He'll do it for you. So Jesus affirmed the greatness of the centurion's faith in him and said, go and it will be done just as you have said. How many of us are going to declare that I'm healed? I'm going to declare that the Lord is able to heal me, that he's going to send his word and he's going to heal. Here's a third instance. Before I go to that one in the same chapter, the first thing many male Jews did every morning was to pray, Lord, I thank you that I was not born a slave. I thank you that I was not born a Gentile. And I thank you that I was not born a woman. But in this passage, we're going to see Jesus heal a leper, a slave, and a woman. So in the first two miracles of Matthew 8, Jesus showed mercy and compassion not only on an outcast leper, but on an outcast Gentile and his slave, and now he shows compassion to a woman. Look at verse 14. Jesus came to Peter's house. He saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she got up and began to wait on him. Now, the book of Mark and the book of Luke also comments on this same passage. And Mark tells us when Jesus, Peter, Andrew, and James, and John arrived at Peter's home, some of the group discovered that Peter's mother-in-law was ill, and they spoke to him about her. Now, Luke, the physician, adds a little bit more information to us. He said that her fever was a high fever. And Jesus found her laying in bed. Now, I can tell you that um, in our society, you see somebody laying in bed, we're just taking a nap during the middle of the day. But in that culture, with all the work that had to be done from, from morning till night, if somebody was laying in bed, they were deadly ill. The woman was too sick to get up, and that suggests that she had an extremely serious condition, probably life-threatening. Most people in that day didn't have the luxury of lying in bed when they were sick. You had to get up and hit it. Physical pain and discomfort was a regular part of the life, and unless they were severe, 
It did not interfere with the person's responsibility. I remember back in the day uh, being on the phone with my grandfather, and if, uh, if you have just a little bit of fever, a little bit of headache, you were going to get on up and do some work. You were slightly injured. You had, to be, you had to be low sick, they called it, to lay up in the house. You can be talking about, I don't feel good. They'd be saying, work it off. Work it off. Get on up and move around. Laying around ain't going to make it no better. So here with this woman laying down. But the healing touch of Jesus instantly removed her fever and her pain. And she got up and began to wait and began to serve him. And so we see these three miracles. The Lord healed a leper, a paralytic, and a woman with a fever. Now beside the fact that each of them involved healing, these three miracles have four common characteristics. And I'm going to talk about the four things that are common to these three miracles. You know, life involved much more than physical, but Jesus, when he came, he was concerned also about the physical condition of people, and that's why he has such a tremendous healing ministry. And don't you know, when you are afflicted with sickness and disease, even though your spirit man might be fully rejoicing and fully functioning in the Lord, it hampers your ability to do ministry work. Let me say that one more time. If you're sick and you got disease in your body, it hampers your ability to go out and do the work of the Lord and do work of ministry when you're just down and sick, laying in the bed. Try to do some ministry when you just had a stroke. Jesus was interested in the physical condition of the people that he ministered to. It was important to him, and with his love and compassion, he went out to heal those who were sick and had physical needs. So number one, in each of these cases, Jesus dealt with the lowest level of the human need, and that's the physical need. When you're hurting, you're hurting. When you're hurting, it's hard to get your attention. When you're sick, it's hard for somebody to preach to you about the other blessings of the Lord when you're sick in your own body. It's hard to get your attention. It's hard to tell you that uh, you need to uh, sow seed, sow a financial seed and reap a harvest of blessing when you're already sick and you're hurting. <laughs> so Jesus dealt with their physical need first. And oftentimes you would see Jesus healing folk before he talked to them about their salvation. He would heal them first and then minister to their spiritual man. So he had compassion on the sick then, and he has compassion on the sick now. So the first thing I want you to know, he would deal with people at their lowest level of their human need, and that is the physical. He's concerned about your physical well-being. Secondly, in each of the, these three miracles, Jesus responded to a direct appeal. Somebody came to him directly and said, Lord, there is a need of a healing. There's a need of a miracle. Either the afflicted person himself or a friend or a relative or somebody will speak to the Lord and say, Lord, we need a healing. I mean, I know the Lord know everything, but there are times we need to open our mouths and say, Lord, what about me? Lord, I need a touch from you. Lord, I need you to come by my house. I need you to touch me. I need you to heal me. I'm hurting. Now, you can have all the faith confession you want and say, well, I'm not going to confess I'm hurting. But when I'm hurting, guess what I say? Lord, I'm hurting and I need a healing. 
So in the first case, the leper himself asked Jesus, will you make me clean? It just seemed like it's difficult for him to turn down a direct appeal. Lord, will you make me clean? So first of all, Jesus is interested in our physical well-being. Secondly, there is a direct appeal to the Lord for healing. Thirdly, in each of these miracles, Jesus acted by his own will. Will you want to make me clean, Lord? Will you? He says, yes, I'm willing. Will you come to my house? I'm ready to go to your house. Will you pray for this, my mother-in-law? I'm ready to pray for your mother-in-law. Though he was sympathetic to the needs of those who were afflicted and was moved by the appeals for help, he acted by his own sovereign will. I want to heal him. There was a time in the scripture the Bible said Jesus didn't do any healing because of the lack of faith of people. But here he says, I want to do some healing. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I thank you once again for joining us in our broadcast today. Hopefully, these messages have been a blessing to you, to encourage you, to help you to grasp hold of the things that God purposed in your life. If you would like to listen to today's message in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can go to our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. This is a great month coming up. It is Black History Month that we're celebrating. And we want you to come out and be with us this month. We have some tremendous things going on. First and foremost, we're here for those who may be hurting or feeling helpless or have habits or hang-ups that you want God to really help you with. We are the place of God's power and God's delivering. He came to seek and to save those who were lost. And that's what we're here to do. We love the people that God loves, and we'd like for you to be our guest every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock at the Light of the World. We're at 16161 Old Humble Road. We're having a special event on February 12th. That's our football Sunday. I have a special message I want to give you. So if you played football in junior high school, high school, middle school, college, or pro, be my guest that Sunday morning. We're going to have a special prayer just for you. That's Football Sunday, February the 12th. Let me take a moment to mention the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus for books, Bibles, Sunday school supplies, communion supplies, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.